You're listening to the Core Stories Podcast. These are stories about lives that intersect with Jesus. I'm Emily, the Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. Don and Stephen Sabin invited me into their home recently, which you'll hear all the sweet sounds of their home in our interview, and shared about times in their life of uncertainty, as well as God's rich provision and blessings. My grandmother had a clock just like that, and uh, I'm curious. And did I hear them? Oh, we have, we have two everywhere. cuckoo clocks. Um, oh, and other clocks, grandmother um, clocks. And, yeah, his Steve's grandmother loved clocks that strike, so we have several striking clocks um, because of that. But um, I'm Dawn Saban. And my name's Stephen Saban. Um, well, I grew up here in Nashville. Um, I primarily lived out in the Bellevue area for people that are from Nashville and um, went to um, Bellevue Church of Christ as a child and as a teenager and went to Lipscomb pretty much my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I moved with my family to Nashville in 1977. My father started he moved us here as he started his career in a brand new company called service merchandise at the time but uh, we moved to nashville from upstate new york we lived in i uh, was pretty much raised there that's where my family and extended family it was from rochester new york so we moved to nashville here went to high school here at father ryan and went to college right across the street at the old father ryan campus to Vanderbilt, and that's where I met Dawn. She was at school at Lipscomb, mm-hmm. and um, her roommate in college was a high school friend of mine from high school. They had lived in my neighborhood and went to high school with her. So we were out to dinner one time. There was a place called Delhi Junction on. West End Avenue, and she was there with her roommate, whom I knew, and I was there with my friend, and we kind of met there, and I noticed Beth, who was her roommate, and we sat, got the talking, and got introduced to Dawn, and knew at that, you know, pretty soon after we started dating, and pretty soon after that we were engaged, and within a year after that we were married, so that was... Almost 32 years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> when Don and I, were, we had been married um, almost close to 10 years, and we really wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. And um, we had very, it was very difficult. It was <laughs> come to find out, kind of the natural way, <laughs> impossible. But uh, uh, we tried all, you know, to have children weren't weren't able to and so i would say that was a bit difficult yeah but uh god blessed us in uh in in a different way that was kind of a bit about you know unexpected maybe but uh through our children sarah uh was our firstborn our firstborn and we adopted sarah and then seth came quickly afterwards right. 20 months later seth so we adopted both sarah and seth and uh, couldn't be happier. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with that. And um, that was 
leading up to that, probably a dark um, point in our lives, but uh, turned out to be quite mm-hmm. a blessing, quite a blessing. Backing up a few years ahead of that, my um, parents, my dad, worked for a company that um, was here in Nashville, but then was bought out by another company that was in um, Bentonville, Arkansas, so kind of a really small area. And um, and uh, my parents kind of ended up moving there as I started to college. And you know, it was a difficult transition for all of us, you know, themselves included. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they asked themselves, you know, hey, we've had a good life in Nashville. You know, what's happened? Why are we moving here? And then that was probably in like 1984, just to give you a time reference. And then Steve and I moved there, I want to say maybe the fall or so of 1992, um, just by a lot of things that, that we'll skip. But, um, and then we ended up adopting Sarah and Seth through basically through a couple that we knew that lived in this town um, that had kind of given us some advice and some knowledge that they had through their own um, journey through infertility and adoption. And um, we ended up getting both of our children probably because of some connections that we had made in this little town in Northwest Arkansas. So as we looked back at it, one day I said to my mom, you know, we never really knew why this course of events happened, but likely that's why it happened is there was a plan that we just didn't know in 1984 what culminate into Sarah in 1994. That's true. I think the lesson learned there is you just don't know the, the you know, things that happen in life. Well, first of all, I don't believe things just happen in life. That there, there is... We um, bo- yeah, we both believe that you, you may not see it through the journey, but as you have a different perspective usually looking back at something you can kind of see more clearly what was happening that you might not be able to see in the midst of your travel but and so I I definitely believe that if my parents hadn't ended up in Northwest Arkansas that we might not have the two children that we have today and uh, they've definitely been a blessing in our lives. Oh yeah. Definitely. I feel like um, that Jesus um, lived and walked on the same earth that we do just like we are and he knows what it's like to be loved and he knows what it's like to be alone and um in my opinion, um, you know, in this country, we're infatuated. Some people, I guess I should say, are infatuated with royalty. And Jesus really was royalty in the truest of senses. And he chose to leave that and kind of 
come to earth as a baby into a family that was a very humble family and live among people, live among me. I mean, it could have been very easily me as his neighbor. And he chose to sacrifice himself. Um, And the, the older I get, the harder it is for me to kind of fathom that. You think that, oh, that was just God's plan for his son. And, um, you know, I feel like I absolutely could sacrifice myself for my family or for a friend. Um, But I don't think that I could sacrifice myself for maybe someone who didn't like me or even hated me. Um, Maybe someone who didn't believe in me. Um, I'm not sure that I would even consider that sort of sacrifice yet. That was the whole plan of God the Father and God the Son. So as you think about that as an older person, as a mom or a dad or something, that's huge. For me, that's huge. And... You know, as a teenager, I think you look at that differently. Wow, this person did this for us. And, you know, I kind of grew up in a a Christian, you know, Jesus-believing type family. And so it, it just seems kind of like the story that I was always taught. And so... Yet, while it was a wonderful story and you're so glad that it happened and grateful as you get older and kind of be able to kind of see things from not only a childlike perspective, but from an adult perspective and a parent perspective and a perspective of somebody that has lost friends or family, it it becomes different. So I would say... um with Jesus is um, accept- the accessibility, which seems ironic for someone that lived on earth over 2,000 years ago. But um, he is definitely and always has been very, um, I've, it's always the advantage of his accessibility, either through prayer or through, um, you know, if you read the scriptures and his answers to questions, is the way he lived his life or you know through parables whatever uh, there's always answers there it's always accessible um, it seems very very real to me you know it's not some in the in the ether spirit but someone that lived on earth and had to you know had many of the um, you know the struggles we have and so it's it's in the, in the accessibility of Jesus, it just it's 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 an amazing thing. It's very comforting to have that, and I you know I never want to take advantage of it uh, or forget that what what is available to me. Um, I do want to take advantage of it, but I don't want to um, forget about what an, an advantage that is and what uh, blessing that is for for me. Um, so it's. Um, that's the one thing about Jesus then. I think that Otter Creek um, offers it's a distinct place in the history of the churches of Christ in that 
they're very open to people that have different religious backgrounds, um, different religious opinions and beliefs. I think they, um, the thing that, that I like the most is that the people that shepherd Otter Creek certainly have firm um, and biblically sound beliefs, but they are willing to um, dialogue with people that might have different, vastly different beliefs from them and still accept those people as somebody who has value and who matters and um, maybe even their opinion is important and their beliefs are important and I appreciate that coming from and Steve will probably be thinking what coming from a more traditional Church of Christ background sometimes some of the things that Otter Creek embarks upon and does is a little uncomfortable for me but I recognize that my friends don't come from the same background and the people that I care about don't necessarily come from that background. So I have to respect that. And I feel like Otter Creek really embraces that aspect that we all come to Jesus from different circumstances and that just because you came from one or another doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just different. And I think they embrace that different, that difference in, in people. And I think they discuss things that when I was a kid, you didn't really talk about maybe even in your families, but certainly not in the church. And it was People knew about it, but they weren't openly discussed. And I feel like it's, um, while un uncomfortable for Dawn, it's still refreshing to be able to talk about it. And I, I like that because I do like hearing other people's opinions about things. Um, even though sometimes it makes me uncomfortable, I feel like it makes me a, a better person to hear where someone else comes from. And sometimes I go, well, wow, if I had experienced that, I might be right where you are. And thank you for telling me that because how else would I have known where you're coming from if you weren't willing to share that? And I think they foster that sort of thing in some of the classes that I've been to and so forth. And I, I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. I, um, really um maybe a bit different take than dawn on this one but i i really appreciate the genuineness and i mean that from you know top to bottom and across um from from the from the ministers and preaching staff to the elders to the to the congregants I, I love the genuineness um i really believe um uh the faith is genuine the conversation is genuine. Um, the, the the Bible studies and, and Sunday school is genuine. And I actually, although, you know, sometimes there's those cringe moments where there's a bit of awkwardness when there's, 
uh, a, a question or a comment or whatever. But actually, I like that. I like that. Why hold back? Why ask those questions or share that moment? Um, that's what church is all about. So I, I really appreciate that. At the same time, I love the balance of that. You know, openness and genuineness, but with the with the due reverence of certain aspects of things and holding to what I believe strongly in in things like communion, the Lord's Prayer, um, the you know baptism, things of that nature, um, where um, there needs to be that certain amount of respect for that, you know, God-given traditions that we should revere. So I love the balance. I love the, um, the openness and the genuineness, but, uh, at the same time, I like those moments to have, to be able to go somewhere and to have some respect for those traditions. Um, I'm truly blessed. I have a beautiful wife that, um, I've had for 32 years. Uh, wouldn't change that in the world. I have two beautiful children. Wouldn't change that for the world. Um, I live comfortably in my home here. I'm definitely blessed with uh, a church family and a neighborhood. Um, you know, I think I forget about that quite often. Uh, I know many in the world have much tougher lives. Um, family lives, tougher family lives, tougher spiritual lives. Um, live in poverty. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to, you know, travel the world. Um, I think, I think if people would travel the world and see how others have to live, the circumstances they have to live, uh, be it from third world countries to um, opioid epidemics in Appalachia to you know some some of the problems that happen in inner cities. I. I um, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories and follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.